Welcome back to Restless. I'm Father Joseph Gill and here with Lauren, Diane, and Paul as we navigate through a crazy mixed up world using the Catholic faith as our guide and our light. And today we're going to talk about probably the craziest thing that's happened to all of us in this past year, and that is COVID because it's about the one year anniversary and it's certainly a kind of a grim anniversary of, uh, of the one year of President Trump declaring this an official national emergency and the borders being closed and pretty much life shutting down was right around this time last year and it impacted everybody and in different ways and just um you know before we started recording paul kind of said he said oh man that, that week brings back so many bad memories so like what was your experience paul when that when that happened yeah i just remember um there was just so much fear and uncertainty going on and i remember i had i was like only one panic moment the entire covid era let's say um, that I had where I realized that my dad was still going into work. Now, my dad at the time was is 64. He was 64 and he has had a heart attack. He's had, sorry, dad, he's had quintuple bypass. He has high blood pressure. Um, he's actually fairly fit. He works out like every day and stuff. So he's, he's, he's not in terrible shape, but he has all the preexisting. And I remember calling my mom and telling him like, stop letting him go to work. Like, cause my dad loves to go to work and, um, and I see so where you I, get it. Right. And then I remember going to Costco as I was talking to my mom, I was driving to Costco to do my own little prepping. Um, and I remember Costco being a disaster and there was no chicken and no toilet paper and no, uh, no, um, what was uh, with that towels. toilet paper run? It's just, it's uh, panic. It's crazy. people being unreasonable about their expectations. And I remember that. And then I remember, um, me and my girlfriend, we went out to dinner the last night we were allowed to, we went to, uh, one of the Italian restaurants in Stamford and it was half full and it's never half full. Um, and that was sad. And then I remember driving up Bedford Street in Stamford on St. Patrick's Day, which is usually, I mean, it it it, it was empty. Was it, it was it was dark the entire street. And I remember thinking, it's usually, well, it's another type of disaster, but it's a good one, I guess. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's usually a mess with people everywhere and drunk and everything. Pub and that's, crawls. <laughs> yeah. And it was just dead. It was empty. And that was just, it was just so somber. Mm. Yeah, that was definitely a weird experience. Have, have you guys been touched by COVID personally? Like, have you had it? Have you had people that you know have had it? Anybody in your family or friends pass away from it? Unfortunately, my grandmother um, was in a nursing home and she contracted it and died at the end of uh, May from, from COVID. Oh, so, I'm sorry. Yeah, she was uh, 97. So it was uh, the most the most somber thing wasn't that she passed. I mean, she was 97 was that we couldn't have a funeral um, and invite the whole family and kind of do a big celebration. Um, we weren't able to do that. Nor could you be with her in her final moments. No, and and so my dad and his brother were told, you can go in and say goodbye, but they had to put on hazmat suits, essentially, and um, masks, like the most intense masks they could find. Um, and you had to sign all these releases to go say bye. Um, and they just said, it's it's too much. It's, it's just too much. And, um, and so they weren't able to say goodbye. My aunt lives in California, and uh, she, she, was, she was actually on her way to Connecticut. Um, when mm. she passed. So that was pretty sad. That is so sad. Yeah. What was your guys' experience? Well, I just remember, honestly, it was just just the week that everyone, everything started to, you know, like at the beginning of the week was so normal. I was supposed to be traveling to Tampa for work. And then, you know, they told us, PwC to sent an email and said that all travel by plane, train, whatever is canceled. You can drive to an office if you want. So like my meeting was rescheduled to New Jersey and I stayed in a hotel and, 
you know, you could just sense, I mean, there were all these, like, Lysol, um, <laughs> you know, uh, boxes around the office, like, I've never seen before. Um, it was just a, a weird environment. Um, and then by the end of that week, I mean, I was basically there for, like, a day and a half, and then they were like, okay, well, you guys need to go home or close in the office and take all your stuff because we don't know. So it just went from, like, you know, totally normal to, like, completely shut down it was just the weirdest thing and then I think um that weekend actually it was such a blessing I think my niece uh was baptized and that was basically the last opportunity before you know June or whatever um when the church is kind of reopened so um so that was it was great that she got that in and then I do remember like it was when the bishop I think basically said that you know like and I guess the governor masses and everything are going to be shut down I do remember going, Father Joseph, you said the 8 a.m., and that was, like, the last Mass that I went to. So I distinctly remember that, and uh, actually just crying there in the pew of, like, I don't know when this is, like, There were you a know. lot of tears at that last Mass. Yeah, I mean, it was, yeah. I was, I was so, I, I honestly thought the day before was going to be the last Mass, so to be able to go to that was such a joy, but then just sitting there afterwards, like, I don't know when this is going to come back, and um, yeah, feeling kind of lost after that, and then. Um, honestly, I think that, like, I wasn't really scared of the virus, but I think that, um, the fear that the media sort of, uh, you know, and, and just honestly, maybe the media fed to other people, because I don't really watch TV or <laughs> pay attention to the news, like, just very busy with work anyway, but, um, just, I, I think that really sort of, um, impacted me of, like, you know, uh, just, uh, having other people kind of questioning what I was doing in terms of like, you know, going to adoration or like going to get coffee or like go to the store or whatever, you know, it was like life or death type of thing. Like, am I making the right decision? Am I being selfish? Am I like not, you know, I don't know. It was just a confusing time, I think, until we knew a little bit more about, you know, what was going on. Yeah, I think that the lack of knowledge was what made everyone so fearful. Yeah. Nobody knew how it was going to play out. Yeah, exactly. And then sort of just like, I have no, I don't like to live in a state of fear and just, you know, just seeing that sort of uh, being lived out in other people's lives. I, you could just see that such, I mean, no wonder mental health, you know, um, is such a problem now just because of, I mean, just the virus itself. I think it was, it was almost like the fear that is worse than the virus. And you could see the impact that that had on people, not just the physical repercussions, but sort of the mental, emotional, spiritual, and um, how that impacted friendships and relationships and all that. It was just crazy. Yeah, definitely. So for me, the moment that I'll hit, I was in Spain. Uh, March 11th was the day President Trump announced that they would be closing the border. That was my first full day in Spain. And uh, it turns out my cell phone was connected somehow uh, because my dad called. It was like 2 a.m. Spain time, like, Lauren, you got to get home tomorrow. And I was thinking, no, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) It's 2 a.m. I'm exhausted. Like, I flew overnight the day before. Then I had a full day, you know, very late night, the Spanish stay up late, mass late, eat late. Hmm. So, uh, but then, of course, I couldn't sleep. I was up for hours. Like, do I have to go home right away? Uh, You know, lots of confusion. I'm like, I'm going to get back in because I'm a U.S. citizen. But at the time, that wasn't even clear. And then I was worried that my flight would be canceled. Because if all these restrictions were now in place, maybe the airline would cancel my flight. And I'm like, oh, man, what if I'm stuck here? And Father Andy's like, so what if you get stuck here? And I was like, you're right, I guess. You know, like, <laughs> if I get stuck here, I get stuck here. Uh, you know, figure it out. Um, so there was definitely a lot of stress and uh, confusion and question and, like, 
is the retreat going to happen or not? My retreat happened. It was amazing. It was more special because there were less people. There were only 14 women. So even that, it was much more intimate with the sisters. We had a few like moments like, oh, we're going to have to close the retreat early because Madrid is locking down. And then it was, no, we don't. Madrid's not locking down until Monday. We can finish the retreat. There were some things like that. So it, it was certainly unique to be out of the country and know the border was closing and I had to get home, but I was there. So I was there for the experience and you're not even allowed to have your phone on the retreat. So then that was another form of stress. Like, Oh, what if my parents contact me again? Like they're already worried sick mm. and uh, so mad at me. I think that I'm here. Uh, but then father Andy was like, give them my number. They can contact me. I was like, Oh yeah, you're right. They can like, just put me <laughs> at ease. Um, and then you know, I had my experience. It was wonderful. Then I had this stress of, oh no, I have to quarantine now and I'm not going to be able to go to work, go into work. And like, you know, that makes me bad or something. Cause I'm going to be working from home and like, oh, ultimate. It was like two weeks before the finals of the end of our season. And my team's like in first place, like we're gearing up to win. I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna be able to go. Turns out everything was shut down anyway. So I was no worse off. I didn't hurt anybody, you know, by by being in Spain. So that all worked out. And then I got some perks. Like my flight back on Sunday was empty. There was <laughs> nobody on this flight. A few Americans, you know, and uh, we got all the meals because they had the meals prepared already. <laughs> so I hadn't paid for So I got that bonus. Nice. And then of course I went through JFK and there's this big long line and everybody's right smack up next to the next person and no one has masks at this point. So I'm like, well, this is good. But <laughs> it's been a year. I've been tested for antibodies three times. It's come back negative every time. I have not had COVID. No one in my immediate family has had it, but I have some aunts and uncles, cousins who have had it. They, you know, recovered. I think they're all fine. Um, and then we had two deaths in the family this year. Um, one is unknown. It was like a sudden thing and don't know if it could have been COVID or not. Um, it like happened abruptly. It was my cousin's uncle. Uh, and then my aunt Nancy died, um, but she had osteoporosis and I think it progressed rapidly. And so the challenge with that was of course, like we couldn't visit her. Mm -hmm. so, that's really, that's really that's hard. To and she was moved around a few times too, you know, and, and yeah, so that was a challenge. Um, I mean, like we had her at Christmas the year before and so sad you know she's gone and uh we couldn't participate in her funeral either they just did their immediate family we don't know are we ever gonna be a part of something for my aunt nancy you know i, I don't yeah. know yeah that is sad actually even now i'm doing funerals funeral masses for people that died a year ago because they've had they had perhaps had a burial you know nine months ago eight ten months ago but they never had a mass so we're still doing that kind of catching up as mm, it were wow yeah, my experience, my experience, I I was actually just mostly annoyed that um, the paintball trip we had planned was canceled. Oh, with the youth group, <laughs> yeah. The youth group, yeah. we had like 20 kids yeah. signed mm -hmm. up too, which actually is coming up next weekend, so I'm kind of excited. You're looking at me. I, I know you so want I'm me hoping, to go. I'm hoping you're coming there, Paul. Yeah, I just really want to shoot you with, oh, with paintballs. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and, and I don't know, to me, the whole as the whole thing was unfolding, you know, the thought that just kept coming to mind is, you know, you can't think clearly when you're panicked. You know, and panic doesn't solve anything, you know. So, I mean, it's good to be cautious, but one must also use one's reason and not jump to the kind of the immediate worst conclusion ever, um, which was kind of that the world was coming to an end, you know. And, and so even as I saw many people stocking up in toilet paper, I'm like, well, 
I know how to use leaves. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and people, you know, were, were very much panicking about some some you know real things. You know, will I lose my job? Will I this? And I don't know. It's kind of it never really crossed my mind to fear during the, that time. I was like, well, you know, we'll just take it day by day and see what happens next. And I ended up getting kicked out of my house because I was living at the priest's retirement home. And the bishop called me and said, yeah, I don't want you tracking anything in for these poor retired priests. You need to go move. So I moved out and still haven't, I never moved back. So um, yeah, it was definitely a different experience for all of us. Thankfully, I, I was not impacted. None of my family died this past year. Everyone was very healthy. Actually, none of them got COVID. So praise God for that. I had like friend of friend of friends, but you know, I know many people have been impacted a lot more, and which is very sad. Yeah. I had an experience where in December, I actually got like a very bad case of pneumonia, which I was tested about four or five times for, for COVID and it wasn't COVID. Um, but it was amazing how um, the health system just did not want to deal with me. And that was very um, disappointing, I would say, where uh, because I didn't have COVID, they didn't know what to do. And in order to get diagnosed with pneumonia, you need to like go get an x-ray. But I had a fever so it was this whole catch-22 that I was caught in with the health system, and no doctor would see me because I had a cough and a fever, which is COVID symptoms, even though I was tested negative. So they couldn't listen to my lungs. So I need to go to an x-ray, but I need to kill my fever first. So that was probably the most stressful part of all of COVID was having a, like a pretty uh, 10 days of 103 fever and not being able to get any medical treatment. And did you find that when you had that cough and fever that not only in the medical establishment, but if you coughed out in public, did people look at you like a leper? Well, I wasn't going out in public. Um, well, that, that, that's good. <laughs> uh, but um, but yeah, since then, I mean, even today, I still have a, a cough from it. It really ravaged my lungs. And so I have to cough sometimes. And sorry, like, I can't do anything about it. So I've gotten over that. I've, I've had more cough drops in the past year, M- mainly because even though I've been perfectly healthy, if you have a single cough, people are going to be like, <gasps> what are, what's wrong with you? No, I had a funny moment. Like the first time I gathered with friends was, I believe in May, a friend of mine turned 30 and she had a backyard barbecue kind of a thing and uh it was like do we do this or not you know like we started out all cautious but we were outdoors and we're all young and healthy so you know i mean it was up to us right to come Uh, and it was small but i took a chip to try this homemade salsa right so i eat the salsa i coughed and everybody looked at me and i go (laughs) it's the pepper like (laughs) the pepper made me cough i swear i did not just cough but it was so funny you know, because that was absolutely a thing, you know? Yeah, very much. You very better much. not be sick. <laughs> and, and, you know, certainly caution is good, but at the same time, as Christians, we have to take care of the sick. Like, we can't mm-hmm. just abandon them or treat them like lepers. Mm-hmm. Well, that certainly it, is what's happened in this country to some extent with a lot of people. Yeah. There's a lot of people that have died, not from COVID, just from any illness, died alone in their houses because they were too scared to go to the hospital or the hospitals wouldn't take them. It's very sad. Absolutely. And, and even people in nursing homes have died of loneliness, you know, because there's a condition when you get elderly or young too, just called failure to thrive, where you just kind of give up your will to live. Mm. And that so loneliness sad. factor is, is, gosh, so powerful. For the first time, I went into a nursing home on Ash Wednesday, and that was the first time they'd had a clergy visitor since more than a year ago. Even for anointing? Yeah, mm-hmm. even wow. for anointing. Yeah, wow. I wasn't. I wasn't allowed wow. for the first four or five months to do anointings. Really, even my grandmother, they they allowed yeah. a priest in. They had. We have a couple of hospital chaplains in Stanford. They were allowed to go into the oh, hospital okay. to do it, but yeah. no other priest. So sadly, and that's p- partly the hospital's rule and partly the bishop's rule. So, 
It's definitely been an interesting year. When we come back, we're going to talk more about kind of some of the, the effects in our society and in our own lives from COVID. Stay tuned. Hey, did you know you can take Veritas Catholic Network with you wherever you go? All you have to do is download the Veritas Catholic Network app. Then you can listen to the live broadcast 24 hours a day. You can also grab podcasts of our original shows like Let Me Be Frank and Restless and much more right at your fingertips and on your phone. Download the Veritas Catholic Network app today at the Apple App Store or on the Google Play Store or visit www.veritascatholic.com. And welcome back to Restless. You know, we've been exploring something that's been going on this past year, which has been the COVID experience that pretty much the entire world has entered into and how it's impacted our lives. And so I kind of want to hear from you guys about how it's impacted your relationships. You know, have you strengthened some friendships? Have you lost some friendships? Have you uh, had a change in your dating relationships? How has this impacted your relationships? So right before the week of quarantine, um, I play in a rock band and we had a few, we had the rock band come over and practice or rehearse or whatever. And we invited a few friends in the, in the in media area to come over and just hang out and listen to us play. And we had pizza and stuff. And um, that was right before we didn't see any of these people again for months and months, except for my roommate. And that was really, it, we didn't even know what was going to happen. We were all still at work. And um, I remember that was the right, right before, but I'm so glad that we were able to do that. Um, but I would say that, um, in terms of relationships, I mean, I was fortunate I have, you know, I was in a relationship and, um, and that was, you know, certainly didn't have to like go on new dates during COVID, which is good. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and I live with two guys, um, and we're, we're all pretty close. So that was really helpful and we were able to keep our music going and, um, and just, uh, kind of be although both my roommates did leave for a good six to eight weeks so i was by myself in the house for some time but it, it changed mm. yeah i've there have been friends i haven't seen in the past year at all still to this day and there are some people that i became much much closer friends with because there were some people who at the beginning were kind of like you know what we just need to form our own bubble yeah covid know? covid kind of the quarantine COVID, bubble quarantine yeah. bubble you know yeah. so there's one family in particular that has just since moved to st louis sadly but used to go over the house every week for dinner and that was like a psychological escape that's great yeah my experience has been kind of the same of just like you know uh losing i guess some friendships or just not seeing people because i think everyone has sort of a different tolerance for the virus so i mean i was always i was so upset that masses were canceled and but they like at least in our diocese and in stanford there were opportunities at certain churches every day for adoration so like i formed a very strong bond with a few guys and a couple girls in um, in the Bible study that I started. Um, and we had sort of a group text going and we would just every day sort of, um, I, we met for adoration at night and kind of did that together, obviously social distance, whatever. Um, but <laughs> big, uh, uh, big circle in the parking yeah, lot. I circle. remember those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it, but it was great. It was like, it was such an opportunity to kind of like get to know the hearts of these people that I kind of knew on a surface level. And then, you know, we started group chat. We had a divine mercy, uh, reminder at three o'clock every day, someone would do that and we'd kind of like do it together or separately kind of, you know, electronically. Um, so I thought that was beautiful. And, um, you know, I think also just like COVID in general, things shutting down, people honestly had, some people had nothing to do or just more time, honestly, to spend in relationship with other people. So like, I mean, for me, I think it was such a blessed time of 
you know, like with my really good friends, just getting to talk to them more because they're not running around all the time and we're not going from one thing to another to another. It's like you actually have time to, to talk and to listen and to um, to hear other people and to pray. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it definitely affected friendships and relationships, but um, I think in a good way overall. Yeah, I didn't see my parents. The one that was hard was I didn't see my parents for uh, like months. Yeah. From uh, uh, way past Easter, so um, last year, and that was that was hard. They're only an hour away, so that is tough. Um, that is tough yeah. And also, I have, I have a, a ten-year-old niece and her family. I wasn't able to see, and so that was that was hard. Yeah, I mean, by the end of it, Zoom. <laughs> I'm so tired of Zoom. Video chats. People have said I've gotten used to it. It's fine. I'm, like, I'm not. No. I've not gotten used to it at all. No. I mean, I spend six to eight hours a day on Microsoft Teams or Zoom. Yeah. Or whatever. Um, and it's just, I mean, that taught me too. Like, I mean, it's great that we have all these communication, you know, mediums and, and everything, but it's not the same as, you know, face-to-face. Well, I wonder if things would have opened up quicker if we didn't have Zoom. You know, that was a yeah. fallback in, in many ways, particularly with Some education, mm-hmm. you know. But Yeah, I think it would have been, it would have been a lot harder. Um, so I guess we could be thankful that, you know, especially with education, I know you teach at a, at a high school, but um, that at least in this time, the students were able to continue to have some kind of education or a lot of the students were because I, I, I don't know if that would have been possible. Maybe you could do things by email and stuff, but at least when we were all in school, there was no video. Maybe we had Skype, but it was primitive. Yeah. I would say the one thing if you were single, you know, just uh, um, I think a lot of people kind of gave online dating more of a chance. Mm-hmm. And so there was like kind of a bigger pool, maybe a better pool. Um, you know, mm, opportunity because it's pool. like no one, no one can, no one can go out to meet people, yeah. um, and they're not, you know, like spending the weekends doing all running from one thing to another. So, um, I think that maybe was a benefit. Yeah, and I think yeah, people true. were were longing to to like you said with the with quarantine bubbles. But if you had somebody or a couple people that you could quarantine with, you could see them regularly and somewhat live a somewhat normal life. Like eventually, by the time we got to um, post Easter, probably like May or something like that, we started to have. Um, dinners and things back at the house and we started yeah. to have small like memorial day and july 4th we had small parties and things outside and that started to feel a little bit more normal yeah you just realize how important relationship is like we're meant for a relationship we're right. not meant for this isolation yeah definitely something we won't take for granted again no. one of my favorite memories of the quarantine period was um you know my mom was really going through a tough time if not uh, you know my mom lives down in maryland and going through a tough time of not having mass and a tough time of not seeing her kids and seeing you know her grandkids and so we organized this plan that i was going to drive down to philadelphia and she would drive up to philadelphia and i'd celebrate mass just for her in a park and so we did that. we did that and oh, my, wow. my aunt came along so it was just the three of us and we had we had an outdoor mass and it was an insane day because it was you know five hours round trip of driving but it was uh it was a gift really to be able to do that it was something a memory i'll never forget perks of having a, a priest as a son Yes, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Lauren, what about you and relationships? Let's see. My immediate family and I, I guess, got a lot closer, (laughs) lots (laughs) of time together. (laughs) And we went through a whole phase, you know, of trying different things to cook. We made gnocchi. That was a lot of fun. You know, definitely want to do that again. And other uh, things that take more time, right? Because there was nothing to do on the weekends. Um, And uh, we'd maybe go up to Sherwood Island State Park take my dog because the Greenwich 
public beach was closed, which really irritated me. Like, why does this need to be closed? We can. <laughs> Todd's Point was closed. Yes, yes, until like May. That's absurd. Yeah, exactly. It is. And then they reopened it, and they had probably 500 arrows. It's like, really? You need this many arrows to tell people which way to walk? <laughs> well, on a beach. <laughs> I, I went the wrong way, and I got screamed at. So. Oh, no. Okay. I guess yes. they did need that many. Imagine if you walked the wrong more. way without a mask on, or if your nose was showing. Well, that's exactly well, that's what I did. that's how I feel now, because now I don't... I mean, the, the arrows are still there. I take my dog. I go the way I want to go. I don't wear a mask. Judge me. It's I'm outside. Yeah, and you know what? The arrows are blacked out, so it's fine. Yeah, so I don't know how people feel, but I always try to go to the side of the path. But yeah, essentially, you know, it was a lot of family time. <laughs> Lots of time with my dog. I feel like we've really grown. He now sleeps <laughs> on my bed every single night. So There's, there's a shortage of, of, of dogs for adoption. Really? And cats and dogs. Wow. There's like a shortage of dogs, puppies. Yeah, that was available. definitely a quarantine thing because everyone was home so they mm -hmm. could take care of a pet. By themselves. And a lot they of were probably lonely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then for friendships, there's so many people that I haven't been talking to. Like, I have a lot of uh, Frisbee acquaintances, and they're all great. But, you know, you, you have your, like, activity in common. So normally I see people every week, or, like, right now would be Frisbee tryout season for the pro teams. So it's it all closed down, and I don't know. I didn't really reach out to that many people. Like, for many months, it was just my best friend and I. We messaged, like, every day. We would do workouts together. Then even he and I kind of, it faded. I'm not even sure why. Mm. So my friendships definitely kind of diminished. Um, and then like that little barbecue I mentioned, it made me realize like, oh yeah, I like this. Like it's been so long mm. since I did anything with anybody. And then I did do, you know, some more things like small groups, playing disc golf or, you know, I haven't played, well, I guess we played ultimate once, Father Joe. We did, yeah. The, One time after thank right after Thanksgiving. Kids. That was fun. Um, and then dating, I did you know, the online dating app thing. I went on dates with three different guys. Two were one and dones. <laughs> Mutual. Do not message afterwards. <laughs> totally fine with that. Um, then the third we met a couple times, but then at that point I had reconnected with someone that I used to date in 2019. And then I realized I wanted to spend more time with him. Mm. So we kind of reconnected and we'll just go for a walk with my dog, play disc golf maybe, drive around, get a coffee and a tea. I mean, there's not much to do, you know, but <laughs> it's one person that I have to hang out with really, aside yeah. from my family. Mm -hmm. And us, because we're doing the podcast together. Yes. That's true. We started yeah. in June. I will say I've bonded with all of you guys a lot more mm -hmm. than, for sure. than most. Yeah. <laughs> than a blessing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We used to... During the, the summertime, we got together to go hiking a number of times mm -hmm. in the beautiful weather. Well, until we couldn't find parking. Yeah. Am I allowed to tell us? No, Paul almost know, rolled no, his car I mean, off I almost the... destroyed my car. It's <laughs> yeah, fine. no, he literally almost, almost toppled his car down a very Listen, steep hill. It wouldn't have toppled. I have a I've, picture. I've never seen a car on three wheels Neither before. have I. Mm. That was the first. I have. I put was... my car on three wheels. And they were in the car. <laughs> they were in the car. And it was, was tilted. It was tilted. It was great. I wasn't there for this. Whoa. What happened? We'll talk about that in the off off. I think it was Divine Mercy Sunday. So Divine Mercy Sunday. So Divine Mercy saved you, I think. Yeah, definitely. Well, I can say I've actually really enjoyed being able to share with people like, oh, I started something new this past year and it's a Catholic podcast, you know, and I meet once a week and we record two episodes and it's just been great. because I think for most people Unfortunately, there hasn't been anything new, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and it's, it's kind of weird because for me, I had like on paper, I had a phenomenal year. Like I got 
big promotion at work and I've just like everything seems to be clicking this year, but it still doesn't feel that way. Mm. Um, and that's been really hard. I will say that uh, we're, we're gonna, next question is like what's going forward. And um, I will say that on May 20th, I went out for a run at around 5.30, 6 p.m. And I remember watching the restaurants on May 20th start putting out tables outside because finally we could have outdoor dining. And I was like, I was so happy. I'm a big restaurant. I like going out to restaurants. It's one of the things I do. And I remember just seeing that, just seeing tables going out on the streets and waiters in, you know, getting ready to serve people was one of the happiest things I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. To know that life is coming back to the city. Right. I also had a barber appointment scheduled for that day. And then the governor pushed it off to June 1st. That, which was really annoying. <laughs> that for me was one of the toughest things because I had to find a clandestine barber. Ooh, that was so I went. Allowed. I went in someone's like backyard. It was so <laughs> sketchy. She's like, "Pay me in cash. That's all." <laughs> I was like, "This is weird, man." <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, I guess girls can just let their hair grow. It's not really a problem. Or trim it yourself. That's all I didn't. Do. I didn't get a haircut for three months. Yeah, I didn't get long. one for like a year. Mm. Well, okay, you win. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, one thing I, I got really into during the, the COVID shutdown was I, one of my weird hobbies is I love to forage for edible wild food. Hmm. Oh, this like is, mushrooms? Like shrooms. mushrooms. I did my first shrooms this past year. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <That> mushrooms. <laughs> like good, like mushrooms. healthy mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. like, like morels were delicious. I like hen of, hen of the Woods. Hen, I've ne- I've not, I've not hen tried of Hen of the Woods yet. You can find them at Sleeping Giant. Everywhere. Oh, you can yeah. probably find them everywhere. Yeah. yeah. But especially there for some reason. But, but there's so many, I mean, so much edible wild food. And one of the things I've really noticed during the, the coronavirus lockdown was that nature started to heal itself. Mm-hmm. Like there's less pollution, less noise, and, and nature really came back in like abundance, way more than usual. And I've always kind of like observed nature because I, I do this foraging. And, you know, I was like, whoa, this is, this is good. And this is probably what nature should be doing. Yeah. Right. Even parking lots. You saw park a lot more greenery in the cracks through parking lots. Yeah, um, yeah. Throughout. I mean, even that, it's the same thing. Amazing, amazing. Well, it's been interesting to look back, you know, because COVID has impacted all of us. Some of us, you know, very tragically with the death of maybe perhaps a loved one or the way in which people have been deeply lonely. But hopefully you can also look back and see some good things that have come out of it because God brings good out of everything, even the difficult moments of life and the difficult time we've all been through this past year. But hopefully at this point, we can look back with gratitude, knowing that God has brought us to this point and that he's continuing to heal us as a nation and as a world, that we can move forward and uh, life can get back to normal, God willing. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of Restless. You can find us on Veritas Catholic Radio, 1350 AM. Also, wherever you get your podcasts, so Google Play and Apple Music and whatnot. And follow us on social media, on Instagram and on Facebook at Restless Catholic Media. Thanks so much. Join us next time.